Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, this is the show where myself, Will Scoville, and uh, my other host here, Randy Heyer. Hey. So, <laughs> we uh, we kind hey. of go through... Uh, you know, uh, streaming platforms and see what's up while we're in while we're in quarantine. What's worth watching? What's not worth watching? Uh, in short little bites. So, uh, this is Randy's week. And so, Randy, what did you pick for us to watch? I picked 1990s Trimmers. Hell yeah! Which is a a movie I fondly remember from my childhood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was really happy you picked this one because I had not seen this one in a long time and uh, I distinctly remember this one coming out and even remember the first time watching it. Like I wanted to see it in the theater and I didn't and then I wanted to rent it, but I didn't. And then I finally saw it when it premiered on Fox on TV. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So watched it, you know. And when I was watching Fox heavily is when I first saw this one. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I um, I mean, I've, I've always been fascinated with horror, probably from around like whenever I started going to the video store, you know, and you walk through all the aisles, you look at everything, and you finally get to that section, and you see all these covers, and you're like, what the, f- what the fuck is all this stuff, you know? And that was definitely like one that was like this is okay for kids that along with arachnophobia which came out around the same time is another like it's a pg-13 horror movie and it's they're basically all just jaws like it's just kind of replaying that you know or i mean even further back like the blob or whatever you know or something like that but that's fun. I was I was reading up about the movie, kind of getting some info that I didn't have. And one of the things I read is that the filmmakers were, um, they were they were with the like the Navy or something, and they were filmmakers for the Navy, and mm-hmm. they were out on a on doing a shoot, and they were up on a rock, and they were like, "What if there was something that wouldn't let us get down <laughs> from here?" And their idea was a land shark, and that is what essentially Tremors is. And then they, yeah. the, the guy who directed it is like a National Geographic guy. And so he was like... Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, this is how an animal like that would look and this is how it would move. And so this was like this documentarian... I mean, he was doing those like really dynamic, uh, like slow-mo National Geographic movie things, documentaries. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of staged. Um, but it's more of like exploring about how animals move and shit. So they brought him along to just essentially say, what would, what would an animal like this look like and how would it move and how can we make an action movie out of it? And fuck yeah, dude. And should we just, I'll just say what it is, what the movie's about. I mean, people, I guess know what the movie's about. I don't know. But like, basically if you haven't seen this, it's Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward are these two kind of like, I don't know, the odd job dudes out in the middle of like Nevada or something. Yeah. I don't really know. They're like what they do. They're just kind of like they handle odd jobs. It's like really literally what they do. Well, it's like they're they're right? trying to get out of town, but they kind of don't want to leave 
and their excuse is like, oh, the well, town is like 38 miles away. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're like, well, we got all these jobs we got to do for these people and make a little bit of cash. You know, we might as well stay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's like these big worms. <laughs> and they slowly start to realize that the worms are eating everybody out in this tiny town that has like 15 people in it. Yeah. And that's like, that is, it's, that is all the movie is. Yeah. And it fucking rules. Yeah. So streamlined and beautiful. It's just like a wonderful, it just runs perfectly, you know? I don't know. From beginning to end, I mean, damn it. It's, good uh, it's, it's like everyone in town is involved in this, like, one, is in this one area, anyone who hasn't been killed. And those people are, you know, uh, the two that you mentioned before. And then there's like a geologist there who is kind of, you know, uh, Kevin Bacon's love interest by the end. And then she's awesome, though. Yeah, she is. I, I, I really liked the actress a lot. Yeah. Well, the, like at the very beginning when they introduced her, like Kevin Bacon was playing her up to be like this like beautiful scientist. And then she ends up being, you know, just a normal looking person. Um, yeah. But. Also kind of like they, they play that out at the very beginning and she doesn't have a transformation or anything. She just kind of, you know, is a strong character. No, it's more just like Kevin Bacon realizes that he was being like kind of a dickhead. Yeah. I mean, at the end, he has all those like photos of like blonde. He's like describing basically when he's like, I heard that she's a, it's a female or whatever and he tears off. It's like, we're going to go meet her. Yeah. It's like, please let her be blonde, you know, whatever. He's just describing how she wants her to look. And he has all these, like, pictures of women. But at the very end of the movie, he like he's, like, talking to her. And Fred Ward's like, make your move, dumbass, basically. And he, like, tears those pictures down real quick. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Here's the, I the love photos this movie, of- man. Kevin been making it so good in this, dude. <laughs> like, oh, man. Well, him, him and Fred Ward, they're, like, they're, like, the comic relief, but also... They're like, uh, like a Bill and Ted kind of character stuck in this kind of like yeah westernish. But then you also have Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre uh, in this movie yeah. as survivalists, which which ha- fucking rules. Yeah, I mean, have you seen? I haven't seen any of the sequels. Have you seen any of them? I have not. <laughs> I haven't either, man. We should get get into some <laughs> of those eventually. Maybe at least watch two at some point. Well, the, the one that's the Western, I'm, I've always been interested in. Uh, yeah, I the, think that's like four or five, the, maybe. The, yeah, the prequel. And the through line is like Michael <laughs> Gross is in all of them. <laughs> yes. He's, Red Ward returns for like one, maybe, but yeah, Michael Gross is in the TV show, too. <laughs> oh, is he really? Oh, I keep forgetting there was a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The the kid returns for the TV show too, I think, or like one of the movies. Oh, that stupid! Which I always kid. think that that's the same. I always think that that's the same boy that has Pee Wee's bike, but no, it's like he just he just looks like Wayne from Wonder Years. Yeah, that's that's who has Pee Wee's bike is Wayne from Wonder Years, right? Yeah, we were yeah we were talking about that, and we thought it was him. And we're like, no, it's too young because he was he had already been on Wonder Years at that point. And right. And I guess that kid was in shows, but he wasn't really in anything else nah. besides Tremors. But he just like, man, I reckon I feel like I recognize this kid. Yeah. Something. Probably something else we've seen him in. 
Uh, yeah, I think I looked but, um, it up, but I couldn't find anything really that I I don't think I had seen. Um, is Fred Ward's with us still, right? I th- yeah, I looked him up. He's old, but he's yeah, he is old. He's been around for a long fucking time. Uh, and he's about to be eighty, but man, they should just do do a new one where it's like <laughs> we're getting back the old band back together, you know. Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Worms. I, I think uh, it, it should be with the Bacon Brothers. Uh, and mm-hmm. it also acts as a Blues Brothers sequel. So it's the third Blues <laughs> Brothers movie, but it's also a Tremor sequel. <laughs> well, the Bacon <laughs> Brothers are doing the soundtrack. That's in the contract. <laughs> That's non-negotiable for sure. You know what also rocks about the cast of this movie I'm looking his name up because I don't want to get it wrong. Victor Wong. Oh, from... Uh, from Big uh, Trouble in Little yeah. China and Prince of Darkness. Yep. He's a Carpenter regular and like kind of the... One of my, actually, I'd call that like my favorite sweet spot, I'd say. Big Trouble, They Live. Oh, Prince yeah. Of Darkness. I, I love that mid to late 80s Carpenter shit. This is really fucking good. I guess he was in The Last Emperor, too. Oh, was he in that one? But yeah, Victor Wong. Yeah, Victor Wong. Fucking rules. I haven't seen Prince of Darkness. I've seen They Live recently. And Big Trouble. Oh, really? Too. Yeah, I've watched both of those. I was watching a few Carpenter movies. Um, uh, dude, Big Trouble is just, to me, a perfect movie, man. I, I fucking love Big Trouble Little China. That's another one that I would catch on TV. And, like, my friends taped it. Um, and so we went uh-huh. for about three months, like, watching that every day after school. <laughs> Um, Hell yeah, dude. Kind of fast forwarding <laughs> through like commercials and like boring parts to uh, all the cool shit. Um, mm-hmm. And I always forget about that little floating blobby thing with a face on it. Uh, oh, yeah. I always forget about that thing and it freaks me out every time I see it. Um, <laughs> it yeah, that movie is, it's like dense with shit though man like so many things happen in big trouble little china and it's still probably like not more than an hour and 40 minutes i wouldn't imagine you know that movie fucking rocks i mean it's it's really good to build out a world that big and then not have a sequel i mean there was like a few comic book things but not to have a true Mm -hmm. sequel uh it's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. because like that is a movie that i talked about a lot when i was a kid um Oh yeah, it was like oh yeah, because it was it yeah it had so much weird shit in it and weird ass superhero, godlike power people and then just like Kurt mm-hmm. Russell who couldn't do anything. Uh, it's a powerhouse comedic oh, performance yeah. oh, by oh, Kurt yeah. Russell too, and actually coming back full circle, I would compare Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward's performance in this movie Tremors to Kurt Russell's <laughs> performance in that, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, they're just like silly and fun and shit, you know? And like, Tremors is way more simple mm-hmm. than Big Trouble. Oh, yeah. But it is, it is appealed to me in the same way at the same time in my life as Big Trouble in Little China. That's not even a movie that I was going to say is similar to Tremors, but... Yeah, they are at the same... T- I was very into both movies at the exact same time of my life, for sure. Well, it, it's that era where they knew how how to infuse the comedy into it. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it's... it's um, God, I fucking hated it. The last uh, Die Hard movie I saw, which was the one with Justin Long. 
That's live free or die hard. And it just like, you know, because in Die Hard, he's kind of funny. You know, you know, it's really fucking intense, but he's also kind of funny in it. And it's it plays out. Right. A lot of it does play out as a comedy just because it's Bruce Willis. But man, in that mm. movie, they just try to stick it in. And, you know, and I, I feel like they try to do that even with like the Marvel movies and shit. Uh, and it's just like, I don't. It's not part of the movie. It feels stuck in. Whereas right. uh, both this movie, Tremors, and uh, Big Trouble, they're like, they are comedies. They're starting out of the gate as comedies. And they just kind of yes. ramp up this action stuff that's also very cool. Yeah, I guess maybe it is today. And maybe this is just me getting old, but it's like, I feel like if they did a movie like this, it would be like Ryan Reynolds or some shit, you know? as Kevin Bacon or Kurt yeah. Russell. It'd be some actor that I'm, like, so fucking tired of already. And I I don't know if they'd be capable of doing something as pure and beautiful as Tremors or Big Trouble in Little China today without, if it was self-conscious in any way, yeah. you know? Like, they would have to just, I don't know. It would have to be somebody coming from a place of, like, I want to make a movie that is like these, these are my influences, yeah. but you know, and not like I am just doing this again, like repackaging these same ideas. Well, it's a little bit different, yeah. but I, like, I kind of feel like the John Wick movies are doing that in their own way where they have the mm. weird thing where you can watch that as a serious action drama, or you can watch it as a comedy and it kind of works as both. And it's like, they kind of made it as both. And you yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's a different type, but it's like, it's going in knowing that it's very ridiculous. Um, but it's just kind of like weaving in this, you know, pretty loose drama to, as an excuse for uh, everything else that's going on in there. But you, are you a big, sorry, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I, sorry. I was just going to ask, are you a big fan of those movies? The Wick movies? I've only seen part of the first one. Um I mean, okay. no, I mean, it, but it's like it, they're in the culture enough that I know and I've seen enough of them that I know what they are, you know, um, mm-hmm. I know exactly what they are and I know why they're so much fun to watch and why they've made three of them um, versus I don't know, man, I can't I have I've always had a hard time with the Matrix. Um, Me too, uh, dude. Just because I, I feel like it, it took itself way too seriously and um. I don't know, special effects-wise, it was cool, but, like, I don't know. I am more forgiving for to The Matrix for, like, just having, like, the reverence it does for its characters mm. and its ideas and expecting that from you, yeah. you know, I guess, more than, like, uh, when Marvel does it. Because all those movies, that's, I hate that shit. It's like, man, I'm not going to, like, put my hand over my heart and salute Iron Man, you know, or whatever, like, I don't, I don't care about this at all, you know, and, like, people talk about, like, storytelling and all this stuff, and it's, like, I get so fucking tired of that, man, it's just so limiting to what you can, what film can be and what you can do with film, you know, to be, like, it has to be storytelling and story arcs and all this fucking bullshit and it's basically like we're talking about tv we're talking about serial shit and it it can't just be this one beautiful movie about 
worm in the <laughs> desert chasing Kevin Bacon, you know? Well, I know there's sequels, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, but even, like, in that, you still only have, what, two and a half, I mean, maybe two and a half hours maximum that you can get someone to sit through a, a fucking movie. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, if it's complex enough, you're going to need that much time to tell that story. Otherwise, it's going to feel rushed. And even then, it's like, okay, well, you got to watch the trilogy to get the full story. And then... Are we talking about Marvel about, movies Well, instead? now we're talking about Marvel and, and, and Star Wars. Are we talking about Matrix? Uh, Matrix, not so much, but it's like... Okay. Because that started out as that one movie, and I think it, like, you can watch the Matrix, like, the first one on its own, and it works. Right. Because, it, you know, they didn't know where it was going to go. But then the other two were like made together, and so they fit together. It's weird that the robots destroy their ship at the end, and it's like, how are they going to get back to home when they're in, back in reality where the robots live or whatever? You know, I'm sorry, I don't mean uh, to digress further, but uh, <laughs> I watched that recently, and I was like, how are they ending it here? The ship is like fucked up, it, you know? Like, I don't even remember that. Yeah, like I don't. I I get the the other the, the second two confused, like what happens in there. Oh, I'm talking about the end of part yeah. one. It's like they're in in the Matrix in like whatever fighting Agent Smith, but I'm like they're re- in reality the robots are like destroying their ship and they like fuck their ship up before they get back and defeat the robots. So then it's like, how are you even going to travel back to safety before the robots? kill you you know I don't, whatever. <laughs> we're getting way off base yeah here, anyway right? all <laughs> what is a better movie than than the matrix is tremors tremors is a tremors fantastic movie doesn't have anything like that because all these movies i always think about like patriot games when i think about marvel and all yeah. the, how convoluted the plots are and it's just like i don't even know i know that this is the bad guy but like the whole two hours that we spent doing this i don't even know what the fuck what what we're doing why we're doing this anymore Tremors, not so, though. Tremors, it's I mean, just, the story is, so beautiful. hey, we found a worm. Oh, shit, there's, like, what, three more worms? Four. Yeah, there's four worms. And they they can hear vibrations, so you got to get, you know, and then they'll come up from under you and eat you, so you got to get high on a, in a high place. Mm-hmm. And then we have a plan, and that plan fucks up, and now we have to have another plan. That's it. That's the mm-hmm. movie. And Absolutely. Uh, obviously it doesn't work because they made five other movies, so whatever, but, uh, it at least gets you to the end of this one. Right. And the other ones are direct to video. Like, I'm not one of those people that like has a hard time ignoring this. I can easily be like, this is the only, like for yeah. me, canonically, there's one Tremors movie. Yeah. You know, there are other sequels, but who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> this is the only one that has Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. And the whole cast, yeah. Victor Wong, he dies in this movie anyway. But yeah, cool. I, uh, Tremors is just fucking great. <laughs> cool. Uh, you want to take a break and then come back with the big roundup? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Ooh. 
I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Welcome back. And now it's time for our big roundup uh, where we kind of give our, uh, you know, short reviews and recommendations based on tremors. Uh, and so the first uh, the first part of this is big themes. What were some big themes uh, that you saw in this movie, Randy? Well, Tremors, it's, it is just one of those movies. It's so pure and simple that it's almost, it's kind of like literally everyone will like this. It doesn't matter what political ideas you have or like where you're coming from in life. Really. It's just sort of like a movie about people being attacked by worms in the desert. And that's, that's it. So I don't know. I was thinking about that. I mean, really digging, you could say preparation, like as in doomsday preparation <laughs> is like a theme and stuff because and some people I think have criticized this movie because they're like, well, it's pro gun or something. I don't necessarily think it is. There are a lot of guns in the movie. People like that exist. I mean, you can have people like that in a movie and I feel like it treats those people with you know, it satirizes them, but also those characters are not treated without respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, basically, it would be good to have an elephant gun and be a crazy, weird person if worms were attacking your house. But then ultimately, it's like we can't kill all the worms in our basement with our guns and they have to run away just like everyone else. Yeah. And they make bombs, but then ultimately, the way they kill the final worm like the bad, the bad worm that lost its tentacle or whatever early on. It's just like it's a chase. Kevin Bacon outsmarts it yeah. basically. And like, God, that rule, it's just like <laughs> sort of like train dodging at the end. Like, fuck man. I, I love that movie, man. And it, it just, so good. It just comes out of the side of the cliff and then it like falls and it splats. And yeah, it blows up. Dude. And there's so much worm gore in the movie when they blow up one of the worms they get to eat a bomb and it blows up. There's a great shot of the kid being like, yeah. And then like 
it looks like the inside of a pumpkin just like hits yep. the side yep. of the rock and like goes all over his face and <laughs> it's good stuff cool. so that i mean i don't know i i feel like the movie has i mean monster i don't what, what do you think the themes of tremors are uh one big one that i think is kind of like running through the whole thing is how much they fit into that community and how much they know everyone which is kind of like and that ultimately saves them is that they trust everybody uh you know yes and, you know you have these two guys who are kind of dirtbags who kind of just don't have any uh, don't have a real job and are trying to split but I uh, kind of care about everyone enough to, you know, that's really what's keeping them there. <clears throat> so I don't know. That, that's kind of the positive theme I, I saw in that movie uh, was how much everyone kind of seems to care about each other and keeping everyone safe and together. That's a great observation, man, because, yeah, at the end I was like, wow, a lot of the people lived through this. Movie. Like, yeah. I just thought more of them died. And it's like, no, they pretty much save everyone yeah. except the shopkeeper, Victor Wong, and then that one dude who gets sucked through the tire. That's such a great scene. <laughs> he gets on that tractor tire and they're uh, like, go higher, go higher. And like he gets sucked down uh, through it. It's like, wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, cool. So big rating. What's your big rating on this one? Woo, man. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say four and a half out of five. Four and a half? I'm ranking I, dude. I I don't even know what I gave it on Letterboxd. I would guess that's what I gave it. I, I imagine that's something. Five. Let's see. I gave it four, but you I'm going to give it four and a half. We're four going, and a half? Yeah, I'm giving it four and a half. Bumping it up right now, <laughs> live. Uh, I four gave and it, a half. I gave it three and a half, which is pretty solid in my rating. Um, yes. That's, you know, three is something that I totally would watch again and enjoy. Maybe it's not my favorite thing, but it's like, it's a great one. It's definitely a great one for like mixed company. And if you have some friends over and it's not, you know, something weird and obscure and like, no, you got to pay attention. It's like, it's a really fun, uh, very light, very easy movie to have like friends over and watch. And so it's not one that they'll tune out of. It'll, it's one that they'll actually like maybe, watch with you so it, it does get like a three and a half from me so um mm -hmm. Hell yeah. very much recommended i uh, had a lot of fun watching this one again so yeah and yeah to me this is it's a great movie to watch with people but also like i throw this movie on from time to time when i'm feeling kind of like low or i just need to like watch a good fun movie yeah. you know this is one that i go to like tremors yeah i just really i really like this movie i like the friendship between Bacon and Ward. Oh, yeah. There's just a great duo yeah. in the movie. It's it's a good it's just a it's a really good movie. So And it's like it is okay Tremors. for some kids. <laughs> you know, all right. It's, so it's do you have so it's not too bad. Um it's not overly gory. Like no. like we talked it's, about like I the, think the, like ten year olds, eight year olds could see it maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't have kids, but uh, I mean at your discretion, but if you got a kid who's a little bit more you know, can handle that kind of stuff and knows it's not real or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what kids think. I don't, it's, yeah, right. And it's weird these days because, like, if kids accidentally watched 
five seconds of The Walking Dead or something, the right five seconds, you know, it's like you're going to see something more violent in that show. Oh, yeah. Than you'll find in any of these movies, yeah. like even like a Friday the 13th movie or something that's rated R. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot that are from the 80s where the gore is super just like transgressive and fucked up. That's something you wouldn't see on television. I guess oh, yeah. what I mean. Uh, but, yeah, we're watching. So yeah, Tremors, I think if they showed it on TV, it'd be unedited basically. Oh yeah. And I think like, that's why it hit Fox so early and you know, it was on during prime time, you know, when I would normally watch, I don't know what was on Parker Lewis, uh, you know, like preempting something on a Saturday night for, for a fun mm-hmm. Tremors. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it played on USA endlessly oh, in really? the 90s, too. Yes. And one of the funniest things this kid said to me one time, uh, I was like, have you seen Tremors? And he was like, yeah, dude, I have USA. <laughs> and like, man, I thought that I thought that was so fucking funny. Dude. <laughs> I think about that still. That was like 25 years ago or something, but... <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, so what what else would you recommend based on this movie? I know we've already mentioned a couple of them. Uh, well, okay, obviously, yeah, Jaws. You can't get around that. It. It's just like Jaws, basically. But well, it's not. It's not totally like Jaws because there's not the element of they won't listen. Yeah, I'm telling you that there's a monster here, but nobody will listen. It's basically everybody is immediately like, "Oh my God, worms!" You that, know, and like that's one thing I noticed. I like that about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a, like half the movie isn't them running around like you gotta listen to me. Uh, it's no, very much everybody like, is immediately like <laughs> yeah. worms. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, dude is dead." Uh, I know we're a bunch of couple guys, but you trust us, and everyone's like, "Yep, all right." Uh, uh, yeah, and they have the tentacle on their axle or oh, whatever right, they yeah. find. So they've, they see that, too. And then the raft segment in Creepshow 2, you know, yeah. where they're on the raft and there's the, like, blob monster. But then I wrote just Siege movies because that's basically what it is. Yeah. And then some of my favorites are Assault on Precinct 13 from Dust Till Dawn, Cujo. Mm-hmm. And then all the Living Dead movies, but especially the original Night of the Living Dead. And then I think tonally Return of the Living Dead is kind of a cousin to this movie, yeah. you know, in a way. Although this is that's not really for kids, although it's no. fun. Return of the Living Dead is very it, it like it's really funny. But then it becomes extremely bleak, like out of nowhere a few times. And it's just like it's. I love that movie too. But. <laughs> so yeah, those are that's what I had. The recommended, if you like, though. Uh, we had uh, we had mentioned when we were chatting about this uh, the the nineteen eighty eight remake of the Blob. Uh, yep. Which is, yeah, as a creature feature, uh, definitely definitely recommended for anyone who liked this. Um, that is one of my Agreed. like favorite movies of all time, and. Um, <laughs> Me too, dude. Dude, I, it's just it, we gotta it, find. The, we, we gotta just do that, maybe. Yeah. Even if it's like pay for it on Amazon, just do an episode about it. Yeah. I bought a copy of it, like a digital copy of it. I mean, I own it, but yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of like, you can stream it for free, or yeah. you know what I mean. It, like, it yeah. comes up like periodically, usually around uh, Halloween. It, it ends up on streaming, uh, and that's usually yeah. when I watch it. But like, 
Um, there was a, you know, that one is like a nostalgia thing where it's like you're remaking this old movie from, you know, early 60s or whatever, which I watched recently and it's just kind of like, eh. Um, but it. Yeah. I liked it when I was a kid, but not as much as the 80s one. Yeah, the 80s one, it's just like, it's still, it's like, it's creepy and it's gory in a way that um, it's just, you know, they use the creature effects really cleverly to kind of, like that when that guy gets sucked into the, to the garbage disposal and Mm -hmm. uh, holy shit, that's incredible. Or Yeah. Yeah, it is. When they're in the phone booth and that skeleton floats by, yeah, that's great. Or... The one that still freaks me out, that freaked me out as a kid, is when that lady's face gets smashed. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, so creepy. Because, like, her face folds. I just out. thought that when uh, Donovan, Donovan's son, isn't it Donovan's son, the football player who you think is, like, going to be the main yeah. character, kind of, when he gets killed in yeah. the doctor's office, the blob is, like, pulling his, like, face up, and I just remember his nose it's like felt like his skin was coming off yeah. and shit it was like that image can't get that out i think that's like the cover of the movie actually yeah is him with his like but like that oh man that was <laughs> just so like disturbing to me uh, as a kid i i really love that movie though it's it's very good yeah we'll very review good. that one and yes like, the blob uh, and tremors are cousins for sure yeah i think i think tremors is much more lighthearted and <laughs> If you're going to show one to your kids, it'll probably be, I think I would recommend Tremors over The Blob. And, right. The uh, Blob is scarier. It, it did, it did fuck me yeah. up. I love that movie, but it did fuck me up as a kid. So. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Tremors, not so much. No. Tremors no. is like the one I could, Tremors is like Gremlins level. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most of Where it's like, it's just on the cusp of being, it's just scary enough yeah. for kids, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I think that wraps it up for this week. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week. We're reviewing John Carter, Disney's John Carter from uh, 2012, uh, which is one I picked at random. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I had never actually seen before. So, uh, Randy, anything going on? Where can folks find you online in between our episodes? You can find me... Reagan Reagan Bush at um, Instagram and uh, Twitter, and you can find this podcast on Instagram too. <laughs> yeah, I got all the links right? in the in the description. Yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. Uh, we have an account there. It's mostly going to be kind of like what we review, uh, and then uh, email uh, cathode ray mission podcast at gmail dot com. So. Shoot us an email. Find us on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Send us a message. Any movies you want us to review. Whatever. Yes. Cool. Uh, also, I have some other podcasts that I do. Uh, Septoc, if you're into documentaries, that's uh, with uh, it's a show I produce that's with Paco Romain and George Chen, uh, where we just, every two weeks, uh, reviewing a new documentary, uh, a lot of times with guests. We've had a lot of cool people on. We've had like Dana Gould on. We've had Dan Deacon. Uh, we've had uh, a few directors. Uh, um, oh, I forgot his name suddenly. It was a great two-part interview. The guy who did Room 237, the the one about the the, the Shining oh, Conspiracy Theories. I don't know theories. his name. 
Um, I've forgotten his name, but he was great. He's one of my favorite early. That was a cool episodes. movie. Yeah. Um, so talks about his early uh, self-produced films, which are really cool. Um, yeah, check that out. I also do Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. It's a comedy game show. Uh, every week, uh, my friends just debate stuff that they don't really care about, uh, but sometimes do actually care about. And uh, again, another short show. Check it out. Hell yeah, brother. Until next week, Randy. All right. <laughs> Later. See you then.